I think one thing that the pandemic, a gift one can sneak out of it if possible, is the gift of presence. If we're paying attention in life, we tend to be able to navigate our lives better and actually retarget and retool things better. These extra challenges make you more creative. Hi, this is Nancy Corrigan. I'm Rainier DeSmit. And you're listening to Channeled, our podcast about creating more together. Here we are pretty much a year into a pandemic. And so today I wanted to talk a little bit about um, how we've been working with video over this past year and and some of the things that we've done to keep people safe, how we've um, managed to keep going with video, and then maybe a few tips for people on doing video during a pandemic and after. Sure. It has been an amazing year. We started out back in... uh... April, March, when was it? March, I March, think, yeah. With the uh, engineering at uh, Queen's University all of a sudden getting involved in a ventilator challenge where they had to build a ventilator from scratch in about a week. And uh, we were hired to basically tell their story through the video part of their application. And so we had to very quickly learn how to be safe. And that was a different time. Yeah, and, and of course, everybody was worried that they could pick it up by touching anything. So we were all walking around with Lysol wipes on Yes. But what's been really interesting is that uh, through all of it, we've developed some really interesting processes. Thinking about some of the ones we've done more recently, you know, we we have a a process document that gets sent to everybody. And once we get there, we do a lot of different safety checks. And, you know, and uh, during the process, we're constantly asking people if they feel comfortable, they feel safe. Uh, And I think that's got a long ways towards making everybody feel much more comfortable about about being filmed. Yeah, I, I think it's been very important that people are acknowledged where wherever they are at in their concerns. Some of the things that we did, you know, really talking about how we sanitize our equipment. Um, had Without to... destroying it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, let's talk about my thousands of dollars of microphones getting wiped down with dollar store <laughs> disinfectant every two minutes. But even the interesting challenge of, of teaching people how to put their own lapel mics on and oh, hide heavens. the wire and, uh, you know, all the stuff mm-hmm. that we would normally do in the past, we, we kind of had to mimic from six yes. feet away and say, yeah. you know, okay, put it here now, move yeah. the wire, put it behind your neck. Yeah. And, and I think some of the other things that were interesting, too, is, is the creative use of space. So, for example, Hmm. um, you know, we were going into labs where only one or two people were allowed in and that were the regulations. So, you know, you're interviewing from the doorway. Yes, we'll just peek in. But I think the other saving grace for us was the drone. I was just going to say, that was really neat. We have a micro drone with a high-end camera on it, but with a safety cage on it, you can literally fly it into your face and it won't hurt anything. But we could actually put the drone in where we would normally be standing in the room while they're working on their experiments or something. So there'd be one person in the room, and we'd be like 20 feet away, out the door, through the window, shooting the film. (laughs) remotely it was just fun i mean our job is always fun i find but this was like for us a little added bonus that i did not expect during a pandemic yes i think one of the things that uh first thing that comes to mind is that having that process document that clearly outlines how we're going to work uh is great for us and great for our clients it keeps us all safe Uh, agreed and i think actually when something is written down one thing i've learned in life is when i have to create a document i actually have to know what i I'm talking about. So it helped us get clear on what we uh, were standing for as far as safety. 
when people were worried about having to shoot in maybe a smaller space, mm. we were able to quickly say, this is how we can manage this and manage it safely and do yes. it under the regulations. The other thing I think about, too, is minimal equipment. Yeah, and I, th I think that's one of the things that makes our videos in the end feel very authentic because we can certainly get more studio quality in the lighting and all that stuff but then all of a sudden it feels staged i've always believed that you know the the lighting of the room the lighting of the space that people are in it just keeps it more authentic i'm really proud of the fact that people afterwards often say oh that was a lot easier than i thought <laughs> I kind of felt like they were leaving the dentist and we were good dentists. <laughs> yeah. you know, gee, that wasn't as horribly excruciating as I thought it might be. We don't kind of come in like the uber directors and here's how your interview will go. We work with the client. And again, I think that brings us back to the authenticity of the end result. So a couple of, of other things that we do that I think... Um, is is important for people to know in terms of preparing for videos or doing videos. I think one of the things that uh, really helps uh, helps our clients is that we tend to ask a lot of questions. So hmm. we may be going in to film for a particular thing, but we'll go in and ask questions about all kinds of things. And the value of that is that a client can then create several videos out of one filming session. Right. Much more cost effective. Um, you know, and, and we're able to gather that material and, and make use of, of someone's time efficiently. And at the end of the day, it just gives the client much more option to come up with more diverse stories. Yeah. So let's talk about some tips for clients, both during a pandemic and after. One of the first things I think I would say is don't over-prepare. Very good point. Our last big series, we gave out the generalized targets of our questions. And it was interesting how part of our uh, support of them was reminding them quite constantly, these are just guidelines to, to encourage a conversation. Yeah. And then a few practical tips. So mm. clothing. Wear clothing, um, <laughs> especially in the winter. I highly recommend it. We do talk a lot about trying to wear something that is not too busy in terms of patterns. Yes, try to stay away from plaid. Things with lots of lines, you know, Hawaiian shirts, um, houndstooth jackets, things like that, they do work. But again, anything that's kind of small in pattern uh, when you move around tends to get a little bit hard on the eyes for video. I wonder if we can talk a bit about space and, you know, where people should do their interviews. Me being me, of course, I do need to say space. space. <laughs> I'll add lots of echo there. One of the best things I like is a good natural light from a great big window, preferably on a cloudy day. Um, if it's a sunny day, part of the challenge is the light actually changes angles and that, and depending upon the length of the interview. Example, if you edit something from the very beginning of the interview and something towards the end of the interview, side by side, the light actually jumps, things like that. So you have to be smart about it. But a great big window, perhaps with soft drapes on it, is really excellent for a good lighting source. We've been recently filming in a bunch of different labs with a lot of really interesting equipment, and that allowed mm. us to get some really neat backgrounds. Um, mm. Wonder if we can talk a little bit about backgrounds, because not everybody works in a lab with all kinds of you know <laughs> wowy well, things behind them. I always make sure the background tends to be out of focus a bit. So. It's still important, though, that there aren't distracting things. Example, a bright orange book right over the person's head or something like that. I think the other thing that I would give as a tip to clients is don't be afraid. That thing we've said in the past about it's really about you having a conversation with them. So the camera's really a side 
part to the whole thing. The conversation is the primary thing. The whole point of that is, is that, you know, as soon as we start worrying about what we're doing, as soon as we're, we're concerned, we're no longer really present to what's going on. I'm really excited about the fact that, um, you know, we have over the last year, I think, really introduced some new processes because we had to because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. But these are processes that we can apply after the pandemic as well to really um, make things easy and efficient for our clients. I'm excited that we get to use the drone again, hopefully. Oh, I can't wait. The drone, the drone, (laughs) as all our clients agreed, it is the fun thing to do. It is cool. Yeah. So... 2021, bring it on because I'm excited. It's great talking with you again today. Likewise, it's fun. We don't always get a chance to do this. We're too busy doing the other things that we do so well. Um, Final tip for everybody out there. Find people you want to work with that are fun to work with because it makes the work much more fun and authentic. Agreed. (laughs) Bye for now. Bye. This is Nancy Corrigan from Channel 3 Communications. This is Rainier from Brilliant Eye Multimedia. And you've been listening to Channeled, our podcast about creating more together. If you like what you heard today, we hope you subscribe to our podcast. Thanks so much for listening and have an awesome day.